Passion and truth is what drives humanity and individuals. It's what sparks us to move forward even when there is often no immediate reward. But the hope of a better future for everybody has Celeste Brignac from Louisiana in the land down under advocating for alternative health. Celeste Brignac is the mastermind behind CannabisHealthAustralia.com, and we have an interesting conversation today about the cannabis culture in Australia right now. So enough of me talking. Let's get to the episode. Thank you for listening. Welcome, everybody, to another great episode of Cannabinerds. That was Rachel. I'm David. <laughs> and obviously, that makes this Cannabinerds. You know, we have a special guest today all the way. Uh, what is it? Uh, 10,000 miles away? Something like that? Mm-hmm. Sure. So, uh, yeah, we have Canna Health Australia. Canna Health Australia is a resource to find current news and reform within Australia. There's medical benefits, education, and basically an advocate to safe, alternative, and reliable supply options to people who are in need. You know, I went to CannaHealthAustralia.com just recently, and they actually have a recipe for cannabis, bacon, fat, peanut butter cookies. Ooh. Right. Absolutely. Why haven't so, we made them yet? I know, right? We'll get into that. But CannaHealthAustralia.com is the brainchild of Celeste Brignac, and she's with us today all the way from the sunny coast in Queensland, Australia. Celeste, how's it going today? Great. Great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Straight off the bat, what's one interesting thing about you that not many people would know? Well, I think this whole Canada Health Australia thing, people are surprised when I um, actually bring it up in conversation and talk to them because they had no idea that I would be so passionate about it. Uh-huh. And a lot of people, one of the main focuses of the whole thing is to educate people about the benefits of the cannabis plant and try to get away from the stigmatism of it being marijuana, pot, drugs, and all that kind of thing. What brought you to Australia and starting CannaHealthAustralia.com? Well, I came to Australia 14 years ago, um, married an Australian, and been here ever since. And I just started CannaHealth Australia just over a year ago. Um, I had gone home to visit my mother in Louisiana, and she had found a uh, a lot of relief from starting CBD oil. Mm-hmm. And my, my mother's been against marijuana since day one, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but she's come around to realize that it's, you know, it's not the drug everybody makes it out to be. It's actually beneficial. She's had terrible knee pain and was going to have to have surgery. And she's totally bypassed that now being on the CBD um, for so long. So I started getting on the CBD cause I have arthritis in my hand and it did help that tremendously, but the thing that surprised me was it controlled my anxiety, mm-hmm. which was huge for me. So I'm to the point where I'm scared to be off of it now. <laughs> so what's your role with the Canna Health Australia? Actually, the whole thing is just me. Um, okay. I'm taking this on as a personal project. Um, like I said, I'm very passionate about it, and I want people to get the right information. Absolutely. There's a lot of information out there that's weird you get these scientific researches and then politicians are telling you one thing and i just want to have a place where if somebody's interested here they can come and get the information they need 
that's incredible because I think just obviously we're all about the information and the more information, the correct information, the true information that's out there, the more people will be able to open up and see the benefits, which is awesome. Ed- education is key. Absolutely. Yeah. So what's the current state of cannabis in Australia? What's the general I mean, feeling? We know, yeah, we yeah. know a lot about the U.S., but we don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right, really right. curious. What's the general feeling um, of the public and the government as far as how accepting they are just in general? Well, the government is just starting to wake up to it, I believe, because um, well, we've had a lot of more important things like the bushfires and stuff to distract us slightly. Right. But they are starting to put it cannabis in the conversation. Um, I think the whole of Australia, even the government, is kind of hanging back to see how it pans out in America. Okay. Because there's been a lot of, well, this is the thing. Is it going to be legalized federally? Are they going to give it to each state? Um, you know, and America is going to have to figure that out too. If it's federally legal, that'll be a whole different ball game. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. We're but still I'm fighting for it. meeting more and more people. <laughs> I'm meeting more and more people that are finding out the benefits of cannabis and they're actually going and sourcing on the black market oils and, um, stuff to help with pain and sleep and anxiety and stuff. So I believe there is going to become a need for it before the government gets on its feet to do anything with it. Mm-hmm. There, are, there are a lot of, um, there's several cannabis access clinics that have started because in February of 2016, they legalized the medicinal cannabis here. Oh, okay. It, it's a huge long process though to go through to access it if you can even find a doctor that's willing to even talk about it. Yeah. For instance, New South Wales, um, they've just started making it easier for their patients to access the medicinal cannabis. They've cut the paperwork. Um, they're educating their doctors. And I hope that the rest of the States get on board with that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, privately, I think people are, you know, taking it on themselves to get access to things. Um, hemp is getting really big here, hemp products. Okay. Um, whether it's clothes, you know, textiles, whatever. But the hemp oil is also getting recognized for its health benefits as well. Mm-hmm. And then that's bringing everybody into looking into what's the CBD stuff that we've been hearing about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I can't access CBD here. That's still illegal um, because of its small THC possible content. Um, but I'm hoping soon that, you know, everybody's going to, start realizing that it's okay. I met a doctor the other day and I pulled him aside and I just wanted to ask him if he's been approached about it before. And the minute I said, I have a blog about medicinal cannabis. He said, I don't want to talk about it and walked away. <laughs> oh, oof. <laughs> so I was kind of taken aback by that. Yeah. <laughs> slap in the face. So that definitely gives us a feel of what it's like. <laughs> When talking about CBD products, there's only a few types in a saturated market, like isolated, broad, and full spectrum. And there's limitless options to choose from. It's hard to know where to begin. TheHempJar.com solves this with hemp paste. Hemp paste retains all the phytocannabinoids and preserves terpenes, flavonoids, and canaflavins by not extracting, but by using the whole flower and MCT oil. Super simple and effective. 
Yeah, this review from Kevin, he says, I love hemp paste. They use the whole plant instead of extracting only a part of the good ingredients. Their way of processing gives me all the great ingredients in the hemp plant. When I take it, I feel much more at ease and balanced after. It tastes great, and if you want to really have a health indulge fest, go to the chocolate bar with hemp paste added in. Millie says, love this product over oils. We've tried quite a few, and both me and my husband feel this is absorbed better, and we like that it is the whole plant. The processing of the plant leaves a much smaller carbon footprint, which is so important as well. Husband uses it for arthritis in knees, and me for occasional anxiety and insomnia. Works well for all of it. Hemp paste from hempjar.com delivers relief and delivers it right to your front door. Give it a try with 10% off any order with code CANNABINERDS10 only at thehempjar.com. Yeah, going back to the hemp and marijuana, um, is is it still the same... Um, what Classific- am I trying to say? Like Classification. How do they classify yeah, hemp exactly. versus marijuana? Is it the same in the well, states? There are places here where you can grow industrial hemp now. Okay. So on that end of it, um, they are doing that. Um, I think they do recognize the possibilities of hemp that you can make anything, plastics and you know whatever. Right. Right. Is it but, still um, the same? Like 0.3 percent of THC or lower is classified as hemp, or is it something yeah. completely different? Oh, okay. Okay. It's similar to the states at the moment. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, going along with that in the States, in the U S there's recreational adult use, basically decriminalization, which varies from state to state and medical, as I'm sure, you know, uh, how does Australia deal with that aspect? Um, is it, you kind of mentioned a little bit about the, um, the medical use. So that just got legalized. Yeah. Just got legalized. Is there other classifications going on down there? Well, um, this January passed, um, the Australian Capital Territory, where the capital Canberra is, Mm -hmm. they became the first state to make it legal to grow or possess for personal use. Oh, right Um, on. You can now have four plants or 50 grams possession, and you're okay. However, the police have come um, in the news and have said, well, it's still illegal federally, so you could still get fined for possession. Mm-hmm. So there's that there's that whole balance between who's who's got the rule, the state or the you know federal. Somebody's got to make the final decision so that the police know what to do. <laughs> Sounds similar to what we're going because yeah, it, as everybody knows, like states have their own um, rules and regulations of hemp and cannabis in general, but that varies from state to state. And of course, the federal, you know, hemp is legal, but cannabis are above 0.3% THC cannabis is not legal. So it's kind of this gray area middle ground that we're trying to fight through. Sounds like that's what a lot is going in Australia as well. Yeah, I definitely agree. So the taxes are super high with legal cannabis ranging from 10 to 30%, depending. Um, that's for here. Yes, for here. So how would that compare in Australia? I mean, I know medicinal is the only kind you really can get legally. Well, I don't know of the specific percentage of the medicinal tax, but um, from the web, uh, like Facebook groups I've been on where people here have accessed it, they're complaining that it's way too expensive. Right. Anywhere from like 450 to $500 a month. And I, I don't know if that's flour or, you know, oil or what, but... Mm-hmm. You can go on the street here and get a you know an ounce for two eighty and make it yourself. 
Right. Wow. Okay. It's, it's I don't know. I, I think a lot across the board, it's way too expensive just for people yeah. to get and their medicine. I mean, here, there, it right. just seems like people can't act. It's not accessible on a normal no. salary, and, <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. And these are people that need it for their health. Exactly. It's not a luxury. And people who are retired and <laughs> need yes, access. Yes, that's and, true. On a pension. Yeah, fixed income. Uh, but that's one thing that worries me because Australia is a very high-taxed country. And, you know, alcohol and tobacco is taxed outrageously. So I just have a feeling that they're going to start out that way and have to realize that, well, if nobody's filling these prescriptions, then, you know, something must be wrong here. Give us a little uh, contrast. Give us um, like how high are the prices down in Australia? For like as far as the, the highly taxed things like alcohol. Yeah, just so we oh, understand. Yeah. Well, when I came here, I had to stop drinking gin because I oh, yeah. like to have a gin and tonic every now and again. You know, I just had to stop drinking gin in general just because I just, <laughs> as Rachel would attest to, I don't do well with gin. But anyway, sorry, I just had to interject there. <laughs> anyway, no, um, like a bottle of Seagram's gin here um, in America is $11, $12. Right. Here it's $36. Ooh. Yeah, I, I kind of remember that. Yeah. I remember we didn't really have much. I mean, it was a special occasion if we got some rum or whiskey right. or something mm -hmm. right yeah and um people are robbing um petrol stations here now not for money but for cigarettes because a pack of 25 cigarettes okay. or 20 cigarettes it's upwards of 48 49 dollars oh my gosh <laughs> that's one way to stop quitting smoking i guess <laughs> well they're gonna quitting. start making it people are gonna start hurting each other for them you know they're gonna make it you know, something to rob and steal people for. They wow. won't be stealing your phone anymore. They just want the cigarettes in your pockets. <laughs> That's crazy. Wow. That's quite the contrast right there. Do you know of any cannabis use uh, pre-prohibition? Was there any kind of prohibition? Or, or like a cannabis culture that existed before the prohibition? Yeah, yeah. I can't well, I couldn't, I, yeah, I couldn't find any real prohibition. I think they've kind of followed the you know, other countries and stuff. You know, well, it's illegal there. We're going to make it illegal here. But when Australia was first settled um, in 1788, the ships brought over um, industrial hemp to grow. And that was a viable crop here for a long time. Um, I really couldn't put my finger through research on how that's gone away. Mm -hmm. But um, they're bringing that back um, for sure here. So do you are you more of a user of CBD products then or? I've done um, cannabis recreationally all my life pretty much. Okay. okay. Um, and still occasionally, but mainly the biggest impact on my life has been the CBD. So I, I really hope that Australia starts following you guys a little bit more vigorously to get all this, you know, as far ahead as you guys have jumped already over there with it. Mm -hmm. This year is going to be big for sure. Well, especially, yeah, with the elections and stuff. And how does that pan out for Australia? Are there any big elections coming up? Like here in the States, 2020 is a huge year for us. How does that pan out in Australia, though? I know that it might be reflected a little bit uh, as far as cannabis culture in America and cannabis culture in Australia. But what's maybe what's like the latest? Um, what's the newest development? The newest development. That's a great way to put it, babe. Thanks. <laughs> the newest development. Um, like as far as cannabis yeah. and politics here? Yeah. Well, before the bushfires, I heard a lot more about it um, on the news through there are um, clinics and places here that are doing vigorous research 
which is another thing I hope that progresses fast because Australia is known for good research. As soon as somebody can start finding out, you know, hard evidence about the benefits, then doctors are going to be more open to it. Um, and they're, you know, might get it going faster. Before the bushfires, the Greens Party were bringing it up more and more. Um, however, the bushfires kind of dampened the Greens because they were kind of blamed for not backburning and controlling the season, you know, beforehand. Yeah. But that's a debate in itself. Right. So I'm hoping after, every, you know, everything calms down, whatever, every now and again, you see cannabis come up every now and again in TV articles and stuff. Um, but I really have to research and dig to find the stuff that I put on my blog. It's not just readily out there. Right. I can imagine it might be very hard to get that for sure. Cause I mean, it's just almost so locked down. It almost seems more locked down than here in the States, which is opening up more yeah. and more every day. And yeah, like even that you mentioned before, you were trying to research the history of it and you came into, you know, some road bumps, speed bumps. <laughs> yeah. And people aren't willing to openly talk about it at the moment. I don't think either. Cause I talk about it with the friends that I have that do it recreationally that I know they're accepting of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're just fascinated by the whole thing and always ask me, what's the latest news and stuff. But it's just getting everybody on board that it's not, you know, a terrible thing. It's been used for years and centuries. Mm-hmm. You know, one it's not thing, a new discovery. Right. You know, and one thing that I do know, Australia is really good at minerals and mining. Um, it's just yes. the, the land is just so uh, inundated with these natural resources that benefit Australia as well as the rest of the world with exporting and everything like that. We, and taking part with the climate, I would imagine that hemp would be amazing to grow down there. It would be. We have the best climate for hemp. Yes. Um, they already have some um, grow facilities um, started. There's different places, some in Melbourne. There's one here in Queensland um, and one in Perth where they're actually starting to grow the medicinal cannabis here instead of importing it. Okay. So that's a good sign, but that's just medicinal. You got to go through the whole rigmarole of getting access to it, um, which I still hear is a hard process, but you know, only time will tell. I think if more people get educated, about it there'll be more of a demand it's crazy i've got a lot of people in my circle even starting to open up their minds and be like i might give it another chance or things like that because they're just realizing it's medicine as well above all else like my mother she she knows my sister and i partake in cannabis and her is talking about it one day and that's when she said oh i've been hearing about this cbd stuff i wonder if it would work on my knee so we got her some um some salve to rub on there yeah and she was, because I was sending her ibuprofen gel um, from Australia because I can buy it over the counter here, whereas she has to have a prescription. Okay. So um, I was sending that to her, but it was still a drug she didn't want to be putting on her. But she did the CBD um, salve and fell in love with it and then started looking into it more. And that's when she decided to start taking the oil. And that's done wonders. She doesn't have to rub that stuff on her. And she gets up out of bed, doesn't hurt at all. And now she sends you the CBD because you can't get it down there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. It's it's just funny because we grew up in very conservative homes, too, where, you know, pot was bad and it was a drug. And so now, you know, my grandma is using it. My aunts, my mom has started. Right. You know, but they always want to start with just the cream because they're not ingesting anything and it makes them feel like they're not right. doing drugs. And then they realize That's right, right. Hey, it's not. <laughs> so do you get the people that have 
the ability to get medicinal cannabis, do they get it from a pharmacy or is, do they have dispensaries? I mean, how do they, I wonder, I just, I'm curious. Yeah, how it they has get to it. Come, yeah. They get the prescription and they have to go to a pharmacy, which we call a chemist here. You oh yes. That? Yes. My friend actually <laughs> works. And I always yeah. Yeah, they get it from the chemist. As a matter of fact, um, since we have a grow facility here that's just getting started up, I'm anxious to go into my chemist one day and ask if they're going to be um, dispensing it at all. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I haven't heard that you have to go anything anywhere special, like travel to Brisbane or something, but it comes through a, a, a chemist. Okay. Yeah, we've got, I mean, we have dispensaries every block <laughs> it oh feels like in the neighboring town. I mean, it's just medicinal, medicinal. I mean, in where we are, Colorado Springs, there's, you can't sell recreational in this city, but they have just medicinal every, everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's, everywhere. it's yeah. really cool to go try out all the different <laughs> shops. Right. Cause um, here we just get it, you know, off the street, but I'm fascinated by strains now yes. reading, you know, you can go into a dispensary and they say, okay, do you want this? Or do you want it for this? Do you want it for this? And they come out with like this specially crafted, you know, tailored just for all your needs in one little jar. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. They'll be like, do you, you know, this one is more sativa acting, but it also is relaxing and anti-anxiety. I mean, they just, they get it down and they know exactly how it affects you and you can walk away with it exactly what you're looking for as opposed to just yeah that we were talking to a fellow australian milos vojvodic that's what it was there it yeah. is, son. and uh yeah he's a neuroscientist in australia and we're just really conversating about different chemovars and cultivars that the plant provides naturally and of course you can kind of cultivate it to give you certain cannabinoid profiles versus terpene profiles and blending the two to really narrow down a specific need that someone might have as far as, okay, this will get you really relaxed, but you're going to be energetic and it's, it's an indica or vice versa, you know? So that's very up and coming. And the research in that is, uh, yeah, very up and coming. I mean, it's very in a preliminary stages, I would say, but we're finding out more and more every day. And, um, I'm just, yeah, Australia, it sounds like it's it's almost leading in that forefront from talking to Milos. So how can people find you? How can we find out more about what Canna Health Australia is doing? Well, the main thing is the website, com, and my blog is in that um, website. Mm-hmm. But um, as far as like if you're um, in Australia listening to this, there's two places I've been researching. I haven't had any contact with them so i'm not getting compensated for mentioning them Mm -hmm. but there's two organizations one's united in compassion and one is cannabis access clinics and they seem like they're on the forefront of actually getting patients linked up with doctors that all have the same mindset to get them help that's fantastic because right now i want right now i wouldn't know what doctor to go to um to ask i wouldn't go to mine he's very conservative i would never tell him I do cannabis. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are two places, but I follow two um, Facebook groups from Australia that are really good. One of them is the Medical Cannabis Users Association of Australia, and then one is called Just Reform It. And there's lots of advocates, people on there sharing their stories, um, telling their experience about accessing medicinal cannabis at the moment. And it's just, it's provided me with a lot of information and I feel like I'm connected to the community that is thinking the way I am. That's got to be awesome. 
just to have a way, a community that you can be, you know, open with and not feel like you have to, like you're going to be judged <laughs> or right thought yeah. less of. No, yeah, I totally agree. I think the more people that get together and normalize it in a way that's healthy and not uh, a stigma, you know, and we see the stigma going away every day. And I think that's internationally as well, not just here in the U.S., and once we get those yeah. people together and they start talking and research is formed, it's, it's baby steps. But regardless of going in a slow direction, you're still going in direction. And I feel that that's what's going on in Australia. And it's in the right direction. Yes. If anybody's out there listening from Australia, join the group. Join. Check out those Facebook groups. Check out Celeste. Reach, her, reach out to her. Check out Canna Health Australia. And, you know, join together, band together to help see these changes communicate how you're you know learning and getting through different barriers that you're finding yeah absolutely so where can we find you celeste how can we support you um mainly just um going to my website and joining my blog so that um we can get the message out there we send out a newsletter just once a week which is like the latest news that's been on the blog okay so um yeah because it's just little old me doing this all by myself <laughs> Um, my email address is Australia at gmail.com. If anybody wants to um, have some direct contact, that'd be great. So I don't, it, it's this big panic thing, but I think we've only got maybe 20, 30 cases here at the moment. Oh, and we've done really well. We had, we had um, several plane loads of people that were in China when it all started. They flew them to Christmas Island and kept them there in quarantine. Um, well, they knew everybody was safe, so I think they have a good hold on it. Mm-hmm. But uh, the media is making everybody panic that we're going to have to stay at home for two weeks. And- As they do. Yeah. That's what they do best. Right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. But the good thing about <laughs> cannabis is that it helps, with immune it helps with immune function. So Exactly. I was in the shower the other day thinking, wouldn't it be great and funny if they found out something in cannabis was for the... Um, coronavirus. Like the cure. You know, I had that same thought. That's great. I was like, this is a great way to get cannabis injected into society and normalize it. And obviously, yeah, not abusing, but you know, hey, this is going to boost your immune, so just try it and live life well. Yes, that's what we need to do. And live life naturally. Don't get hooked on all these drugs that the doctors think are good for you. Yeah. Preach it. Well, and how many drugs do you know that work with for all of these symptoms as opposed to causing more symptoms that you need more drugs for. I mean, it's like, I've been trying to tell my doctor friends, like, you know what? (laughs) This can help with all of these things. Whereas if you want to go the prescription route, you're going to have to have, you know, all the prescriptions for each individual thing. And And then then the side effects. Yes, and and then more for the side effects. (laughs) And so I'm I'm hoping they're going to come around. I'm pretty open with it. If you're in Australia listening to this and you just have a few questions, I am very positive Celeste will have a very good answer for you, a direction that you can go to get help, the help that you need. Thank you. I've had a wonderful time. This has been fun. So, as you all know, we are cannabinoids, and that means we absolutely love bringing the cannabis industry to your ears and all of the details that come with that. 
but we also love your partnership and support. A lot of work goes into creating each episode and keeping it free for everybody. You can support Cannabinerds continuing to do that by becoming a Patreon. Becoming a Patreon for Cannabinerds comes with several perks like ad-free episodes, bonus episodes, and even some sweet Cannabinerds t-shirts and hats. To become a Patreon, head over to CannabinerdsPodcast.com. Click on the Patreon button. It's that easy. It's been amazing being a part of Cannabinerds, so we invite you to join us so you can be a Cannabinerd too. 